Welcome in to the Morning Quickie, Tuesday, June 18th. Kind of a slow news day, at least in sports. Uh, not much happening. The Toronto Raptors held their big championship parade. Uh, some cool images, some cool interviews. Kawhi Leonard showing some personality. Uh, this, you know, the whole country of Canada pretty much showing up. I think the numbers they're throwing out is 1.5 million people at this parade. Uh, but the big story of the parade is the uh, the shooting, the shooting that took place. Although all things considered, not very bad for as many people that were in the area. Apparently, four shot and three arrested during the shooting during the Raptors championship parade. On Monday, none of the injuries were life-threatening, and the investigation is ongoing. They don't have a motive yet for the shooting. They don't have whether or not anybody specifically was targeted. As the as the official said, investigation still ongoing, but four shot and three arrested. LaMelo Ball, LaVar, in the news again. LaMelo heading to Australia. To play in the Australian NBL, he follows R.J. Hampton. Of course, he was the guy who chose uh, going to the New Zealand Beakers over over Texas Tech, Kansas. I want to even say Memphis was on that list. So, uh, LaMelo. Look, LaMelo had some questions whether or not he was going to be eligible anyway since he had played in Lithuania and I believe had got paid and made money. So, he wasn't really going to uh, you know likely play in the NCAA. However... Uh, the NBA G League can be viewed as a big loser here as they try to kind of, you know, get in place an alternative to college basketball. So far, they haven't attracted a big player. So far, it's been the Australian NBL. Lamelo says his goal is to be the top pick in next year's draft, and he feels like this is the best route for him to reach that goal. I think he's projected right now in the in, in like at 21, I want to say, in the 2020 draft. He signs a two-year deal with a, you know, NBA out clause. The New Zealand, uh, I guess the Australian Basketball League, their season runs from October to March, kind of like the NBA season. So, uh, you know, going and playing professional basketball, they have invested in the Australian League and trying to get some top talent. And they just went out and got a big name, at least. LaMelo is a big name, and LaMelo can ball. He's not like Leangelo. He's not like the second brother. He is he is pretty good. We'll see how he works out there um, as he heads to Australia to play for the Eawara Hawks. I don't know. The Eawara Hawks. He goes to uh, be a hawk. Ka-ka! We'll see. We'll see how they take to LeVar. We'll see if LeVar follows him. Is LeVar going to hang out more in New Orleans or in... Australia. We'll see. Really, the last bit of sports news I have here, at least locally at all, is the Braves beat the hell out of the Mets. The, you know, they, they won. They beat the they beat the Phillies fifteen to one on Sunday. Turn around and beat the Mets twelve to three. The Braves rolling a fine tune machine. Uh, the Braves on a really, really, really good run. I believe this is ten out of their last eleven games as they kind of wide in their lead in the NL East. A lot of people had just kind of wrote the Phillies in as a team that was going to win that division, kind of overlooked the Braves who had won it last year. The Braves say not so fast. Now, obviously, that helps. That's helped a lot by Austin Riley being so good. Uh, but now Acuna's hitting again. He led this game off with a home run. 
and or not hitting again, but just you know still being elite. Feels like he's heating up a little bit, but this is just my Braves knowledge, basically after paying attention for a week. So if I'm wrong, don't call me an idiot. At least I got Austin Riley's name right and quit calling him Alex Riley. As we kind of look around uh, some other news, uh, and we'll start in the food industry as Chick-fil-A is now the third largest restaurant chain in America, judging by system-wide sales. Chick-fil-A grow their sales by 16.7% in 2018. They're all the way up to $10.5 billion. Uh, they were at number seven heading into 2018, and they blew past Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, and Subway. They are now third at $10.5 billion behind Starbucks at $20.49 billion and McDonald's at $38.52. However, you know, uh, people forecasting this says, eh, Starbucks better be worried. Chick-fil-A should pass them, uh, you know, just in 2019, especially as Chick-fil-A starts opening new stores and expanding their market. Because so far, you know, Chick-fil-A has been pretty selective in getting out of the South. Now it is starting to become more of a thing. Thought it was an interesting uh, little nugget, a chicken nugget, if you will. <laughs> Ayo, uh, the average Chick-fil-A restaurant brings in $4.6 million in sales. So if you own a Chick-fil-A, if you're able to franchise that out, your restaurant will bring in an average of $4.6 million in sales compared to McDonald's, who, like I told you, has almost quadruple the uh, the market share. The average McDonald's location brings in $2.8 million, so Chick-fil-A at you know almost $2 million more per store. So Chick-fil-A is now the third largest restaurant chain in the world. A crazy news story. If you follow Alex Jones, every news story with Alex Jones is crazy. But yesterday, the headline kind of jaw-dropping as Alex Jones is accused by the parents of the Sandy Hook victims. Uh, The Sandy Hook parents' lawyers say Alex Jones sent them child pornography in files he turned over as part of pre-child discovery. So basically, he sent over some files, and including in those files was some child pornography. Uh, The Connecticut Post reported the law firm representing the families alerted the FBI to child pornography uncovered in pre-trial discovery. This, uh, you know, on Friday, I guess, on Friday, Alex Jones talked about it. I missed this over the weekend. It just came out today. But Alex Jones claimed to have been attacked with malware that placed child pornography on his servers and offered his viewers a $1 million reward to find the supposed perpetrator. You're trying to set me up with child porn. I'll get your ass. One million dollars, you little gang members. One million dollars to put your head on a pike. Parents of the children killed in the 2012 mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary are suing Jones for defamation over Jones uh, for years, you know, calling the shooting a hoax. Uh, So not only is that lawsuit bad news and tasteless and obviously despicable, now... Now they are uh, going to uh, maybe get him on child pornography charges. He's offering a $1 million for his viewers to find the supposed perpetrator. Let's zoom in on Christmas tie. Oh, nice little Christmas tie. What's a good American? What's a good boy? You think you'll put me on? You'll, you'll think you'll put on me? What? I'm going to kill. Anyways, I'm done. Total war. Ah, well, Alex Jones is just going to find himself 
in more troubles, but obviously, um, obviously bad news. Of course, Jones uh, was quote upset and spoke in a compassionate fashion as he is, uh, you know, denying all, all, uh, you know, ties to this child pornography. Another big story, I guess, in the news is uh, Kyle Kashoff. He's one of the Parkland shooting survivors. He is, uh, I guess, the uh, conservative equivalent of David Hogg. He took to Twitter yesterday to talk about getting uh, his admission to Harvard pulled from him after they found him uh, saying some pretty mean things on the Internet, including... Uh, the the n-word which was trending for a while um like i said dropping the n-word a lot a lot of times not that it makes a difference really but the hard er uh, he had his admissions revoked and a lot of people are making this a, a a partisan issue saying that harvard has taken him out because he's conservative I would just say that the Harvard people are doing their jobs. This kid's 16. It's two years ago. Hate speech, all that stuff. They're doing their job of judging a high school kid. This isn't, you know, equivalent to kid does something really good in in, in athletics as a college kid. And we go back and pull up his tweets from junior high and high school. This is a little bit different. This is Harvard who, you know, I would imagine is one of the people or one of the institutions, I guess, who should get away with being, you know, judgmental, right? I mean, we think of Harvard as the best of the best, and they're like, hey, we don't want anyone who has used um, homophobic or racial slurs on the internet. Makes kind of sense to me. I don't really see the partisan issue on this. He posted a big 13-tweet thread basically trying to outline how he begged for forgiveness from Harvard and was denied. And I just say, well, that's Harvard. A lot of people over overreact and talking about how this kid's life is ruined. That seems dramatic. I mean, it's not like any school is going to reject. I mean, if every school rejects him and he can't get into a good college, maybe. Maybe you could say, okay, let's go back. This kid's life is ruined. But right now, all it is is Harvard. You know, you still go somewhere else. If Andy Bernard can get into Cornell, maybe just apply to Cornell. I, I don't know. But that's the, uh, the, the news stories that people are talking about. We're getting ready to hit a weird part. We're getting ready to hit a weird phase for sports radio and for this morning quickie when it comes to sports stories because we're about to, we're about at the point where it's just going to be baseball plays and you can only do so much with baseball plays. But appreciate you listening. Subscribe, five stars. You know the deal. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Have a good Tuesday, everybody. We'll talk on Wednesday.